I tell you, little buddy, this whole island is bewitched. Remember, we were shipwrecked together. Welcome to this bonus episode of Sound Opinions. I'm Jim DeRogatis. My co-host is Greg Cott. And if you want to be the first to hear our bonus podcast, become a Sound Opinions member on Patreon, like Greg Vaughn from Houston. Thank you, Greg, for all of your support. We can't do it without you and listeners like you. Now, Greg and I love to pop a quarter in the Desert Island jukebox and play you a song that we can't live without. After uh, 946 episodes, we got a lot of quarters in there. I'd like to really collect. We'd have to back up the truck to the Desert Island. Mm. A bag is not going to do it. But give us a a little hint, Greg, of what you're going to play today. Well, you know, when we're talking about the great American record labels, we talk about labels like Motown or Blue Note or Stax or maybe SST if you're a punker, you know. Sure. But this label has been around over 50 plus years, and we've got a great book that just came out about it, and I wanted to highlight some of the artists that are in that book. All right. I can't wait to find out what you've got in store, Greg. We'll hear more in a minute on Sound Opinions. Welcome back to Sound Opinions. Greg is going to talk about a label and some artists that we ought to know more about. Yeah, Jim. uh, You know, I I received a copy of a book recently about Rounder Records. Oh, didn't Mm. they ramble. Rounder Records and the Transformation of American Music. And I go, wow, big claim. But I realize at the same time that this label's been around for 50-plus years. And David Manconi, one of our journalistic pals, uh, Raleigh, North Carolina's finest, has been a, write, a music writer for daily newspapers for 34 years. Yep. Uh, Good mostly guy. at the Raleigh News and Observer, as well as uh, the writer of several excellent books. This is the latest. I found out some stuff that I wasn't aware of when uh, reading David's book. I knew the basic outlines of the story that these three college grads, Ken Irwin, Marianne Leighton Levy, and uh, Paul Nolan, financed the, the, the label with 1500 bucks from Irwin's savings mm. in 1970 and released records at a phenomenal clip, like a, late, a, a record a week after a while. I mean, most indies were talking about one a release a month usually. Yeah. These guys released thousands of records uh, over the last 50-plus years in a wide range of what, what is referred to as American roots music, you know, bluegrass, blues, western swing, jazz, soul, gospel, you name it. Uh, they probably released a record that was tied to one of those genres. What do we call this music now? We call it Americana. Mm-hmm. And I think the roots of Americana, as uh, Manconi makes the case in this book, is uh, it can be found in this label. You know, it was a home of, uh, you know, some stars, true stars. George Thurgood was on that label, mm. and Alison Krauss. Yeah. Not to mention Robert Plant, who recorded yeah. a couple records with Krauss and writes the intro to this book. So pretty cool wow. to score an intro from Robert Plant wow. for, for a book about uh, Rounder Records. And he's a fine writer, I, sh- I might add. It was a, a terrific little piece of writing, in addition to David's excellent job in this book. But think of the names that have been on this label. Clarence Gate, Miles Brown, Burning Spear, the Greg A Group. Steve Martin <laughs> has, has made some records for them. Edie Brickell, Jelly Roll Morton. They put out a bunch of his uh, great piano work. Professor Longhair, Bobby Rush, Ricky Skaggs, 
polka giant Jimmy Stir. I got to give some shout outs to oh, the, yeah, uh, the yeah, Polish yeah. Uh, aspects of the uh, Americana scene. Uh, Irma Thomas. What I particularly loved about the label, and David highlights this in his book, uh, they championed female bluegrass artists who are a rare breed back then. It mm-hmm. was, they didn't get a lot of shine because they, you know, they, there weren't many of them. And of course, it was a male-dominated industry and a male-dominated genre. But there were some uh, women that were incredibly crucial to the development of bluegrass, people like Ola Bell Reed and Alice Gerard and Hazel Dickens. And Hazel Dickens in particular was an artist that intrigued me. I'd, I'd heard some of her music over the years, and I thought, wow, she's amazing. And I went back and listened to some of her uh, records. You know, when, when, you, when you have a record that's titled Hard-Hitting Songs for Hard-Hit People, <laughs> I'm going to listen to that record. She put yeah. that record out in 1980 on a rounder. And um, she was a pioneer, not only being a female musician and making these amazing records, uh, you know, in fact, the record that she made with uh, Alice Gerard, it was one of the first record, bluegrass records by, made by women. Mm. But she was an activist as much as a, as, a, as a songwriter and a performer. She was a great guitarist, great singer, that high lonesome singing style, but she walked picket lines. She was out there sticking up for coal miners and railroad workers and mm. writing about that in her songs. And that spirit carried across the decades, you know, connecting bluegrass to the plight of the working man and woman. And, and it does it beautifully on this uh, great record. As I said, the name of the LP is Hard Hitting Songs for Hard Hit People. And uh, the track I want to play from uh, Hazel Dickens, the great Hazel Dickens, They'll Never Keep Us Down. United we stand, divided we fall. For every dime they give us, a battle must be fought. So working people use your power, the key to liberty. Don't support that rich man style of luxury. And there ain't no way they can ever keep us down, oh no. Ain't no way they can ever keep us down. We won't be bought, we won't be sold to be treated right, well that's our goal. And there ain't no way they can ever keep us down. That is They'll Never Keep Us Down from Hazel Dickens, uh, thanks to a great book by David Manconi, Oh, Didn't They Ramble. Uh, I went back and listened to Hazel's music, and wow, that one just jumped out at me. We could have played any of a hundred tracks that had been released on Rounder for a Desert Island. We could just do a Rounder Desert Island jukebox. While we were chatting about uh, about Hazel, uh, producer Andrew Gill did the math. If we had a quarter for every bonus episode we've done a Desert Island jukebox pick, we'd have $236.50. So I don't think that ain't going to pay like like our music procurement bill for the month. Well, uh, you know, so I was I was being optimistic saying we have to back the truck up to the Desert Island that's, jukebox. That's true. Uh, but we we run a, you know, we wanted the jukebox to be accessible to everybody. That's why we're only charging a quarter. No, it's true. And it's just and it gives yeah. me the excuse to thank everybody who supports the show again because we're always talking about Patreon, right? But also we we got a lot of Christmas donations over PayPal. We appreciate some people like to give once a year as opposed to right. the monthly page. Hey, no matter what you give us, even if it's less than a quarter, 
we appreciate it. It all helps. It all helps. And that's it for this bonus episode. For more full episodes, visit soundopinions.org. To sponsor the show, email sponsor at soundopinions.org. Thanks for listening. Sound Opinions, as always, is produced by Alex Claiborne, Andrew Gill, our associate producer, Sol Delgadillo, and our Columbia College intern, Max Hatlam. Social media is handled by Katie Cott.